Hello and welcome back to the Healing Java podcast for your host Luke and Lauren. We really hope that you enjoyed last week's uh, episode discussing WWE Payback. Uh, of course, we'll be deep diving into Raw and SmackDown this week as we do with every episode. But there's been some big news and big returns and just big things happening in general this week. Um, so I guess we'll start off really with just the news. Yeah. Um, and we'll probably discuss quickly, just go over the, uh, the Endeavor merge uh, for WWE. So WWE and the UFC have now merged now uh, to make TKO. Uh, so I think, uh, yeah, they're basically under the, the same house now. Uh, and this, this week was the first Raw, which was a new era, basically, which is like the McMahons are no longer in control of, of the WWE, which is massive. Like, all I've ever known is like the McMahon era, and of course, Lauren, you're new, so it, it's a bit different for you, but it didn't, it didn't seem any different this week. Yeah, I don't know how much of an impact it will really have, because obviously UFC now hold 51% and WWE hold 49%, so it's just a, a slight... Um, bigger percentage but I don't really know what impact that'll have I feel like they probably keep the brand separate obviously there was over a hundred staff layoffs that happened at WWE so a lot of um people kind of high up on the board of creators um creatives yeah a lot of directors got let go got let go of um so they can just have one but I don't know how much that'll really impact like storylines and stuff like that I feel like it'll be more just higher management and bigger decisions that aren't on screen that maybe yeah, so 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 I've just got some numbers here. So it was on Monday, and the en- endeavor to form a twenty-one plus billion global live sports and entertainment company made of the UFC and WWE named TKO is now official. And that was on Monday, so twenty-one plus billion. I don't even know how much WWE was before that, like on its own. But like, that's huge. And yeah, Vince McMahon is no longer um, a majority on WWE. I hope though that he stops getting his beak involved in all the storylines and things like that and stop changing things abruptly on the day. Well, I mean, do, hasn't he stepped down? Wasn't there something well, where uh, he's not... Well, Triple H has had a creative, but yeah. all, all, most of the time, you know, Vince had, had the final say in most of the things anyways. And, of course, when you look at what happened after WrestleMania this year with, like, the whole Brock and, like, Cody storyline out of the blue and all that kind of stuff, well, we, we assumed it was out of the blue. Um... Yeah, I'm ho- I'm hoping he just doesn't doesn't get his beak yeah. involved anymore. But there's been no news of like uh, of of uh, talent layoffs just yet. I believe they're doing an audit where they're kind of looking at like the highest rated talent and the lowest rated talent and who they don't need anymore. But see, I'd read online that they'd said there was no, there wasn't going to be any talent layoff. But I don't know if that was just um, on the day where they were laying off staff. I don't know if they just meant. We are laying off just staff today and we'll look at talent separately. But I definitely read something about talent won't be let off. But I mean, let's be honest, who's probably the most in trouble if they do start laying off talent? I don't know who is. Matt Riddle. Oh, yeah, Matt Riddle, <laughs> man. Yeah, I, I'll be honest, I don't, I'm not a fan of Matt Riddle's anyways. But yeah, he's had trouble. He was a previous MMA fighter under the UFC, I believe left the UFC in bad blood. Really bad. Went to WWE. He's not having the best time there right now behind, backstage and all that kind of stuff. And, it's, and, and now it's they've his, merged. But also his history of, you know, he's had issues with drugs. He's had to go to rehab before and stuff. He's not the most reliable star. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean... And he doesn't really fit well in any storyline, I feel, at the moment. His character's stale. He's a great athlete, don't get me wrong. I have nothing against Riddle's in-ring performance or anything like that. I just, for me, I can't, I, I, I can't back him. And, of course, this is all our general opinions. 
you know, <laughs> if you love Matt Riddle, we have nothing against against you or anything like that. We're just not fans of him at this time. Yeah, I apologise if this this uh, podcast is a little bit louder than oh, I'm a little bit louder than usual. I have a blocked ear. I can't hear anymore. Perforated eardrum. I'm I'm doing this deaf basically. But interesting, Triple H is not confirmed to be on the new board of directors of TKO either. Oh yeah, I'd seen that. Yeah, so Triple H has served on WWE's behind the scenes since like 2015, uh, and per a press release, he's, he's he's not on the board of directors. But I believe he still remains the head of creative and still reporting to President Nick Khan at the moment. Yeah. So uh, Nick Khan, Nick Khan's been making all the big decisions for the last however long with WWE. So we just have to put our faith in him that he's going to continue making the right decisions for the company, and we shouldn't see too much change. Well, well, we say too much change, but apparently they want, like, Endeavor want to do this thing in which WWE, UFC and WWE are all on the same weekend. Like, they're big oh, events all on the same I, weekend. I thought you were going to say something else then. So, yeah, that's something to say, talk about. They said that they want to move the PLEs to Sunday, which, as two people in the UK, I hate that decision. Yeah, because I the idea of that. the PLE being on a Saturday, we wake up Sunday morning and that's we can watch, we watch it. And yeah. it's great, you know, we, we can, we've got the day to watch it, whereas... If it was on Sunday, we've got work Mondays, and when they're four hours long, coming home from work and watching it, it's, it just it doesn't it's make not, sense. It's not even that as well. Like we're already at a disadvantage being in the UK, in which like if we want to watch Monday live, we have to stay up till God knows how how long in the morning on a Monday night, and it's the same thing for Friday. Friday's not too bad because you got the Saturday, but like we tend to watch Raw and Sm- and SmackDown the next day, like first thing in the morning, so we can like. So we don't get spoiled on online and things like that. But to have then the the premium live events on a Sunday as well, it's just I remember yeah. be I remember it was like that when I was a kid, and it was like <laughs> it was so demoralizing, like because one you could stay up in the evening if your parents let me. I could stay up in the evening and watch it on a Sunday, but I'd be horrible the next day in school, or I'd have to wait all day in school and come home and watch it. Straight after school as well, you know what I mean? And they, even there, I have to fight my my mum for the TV. So. But the thing that I thought Super you were gonna, extra. the thing I thought you were gonna say, was that, and this, what I've seen about this online is it is in like the very initial discussion stages. But there has been a suggestion put out that they may want to bring in weight categories. And where the sources that say this have said it is literally just a suggestion. Like, it very much might not even be, you know, brought to the table for consideration. But imagine having weight classes in WWE. Surely you'd have, you know, someone like Omos. Who's he going to fight? Surely <laughs> no one's in his weight category. So I feel like I feel like it's a silly decision and hopefully it doesn't... Hopefully it is just somebody making a little suggestion. I thought they but... wanted to bring in the weight classes pure for, like, new belts. They did, but I like didn't know. championship belts. It just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, and then they also wanted to bring in things like tr- official belts for trios, official belts for... I think they want a bit more gold, um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's not for me, to be honest. No. I just... I don't don't mess with a formula that's worked so well for the last God knows how many years, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but what was also interesting as well is that... Um, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find uh, my, my note here. Uh, that they want to have with Endeavor, they want to have every UFC fan be a WWE fan and every WWE fan be a UFC fan. And this was presented to Dana White in a press conference, and Dana White said, "That's the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my life." And and to some degree, I could kind of I can kind of get behind it because they're two sep- completely separate sports. We're fans we could, of both. We are fans of both, but like, ha- like if you went to a hardcore UFC fan and said. 
would you be interested in watching WWE? They'd probably laugh you out the room. Yeah. Well, I feel like you see, I think like if you do it the other way around, maybe like WWE fans can get behind it and things like that. But that was also interesting. So, so yeah, just just wanted to cover that quickly. That you know, there's TKO is now a thing, and UFC and WWE are under the same umbrella. Uh, but another thing I want to cover, um, which I'm really disappointed about, is that we've now found out where the Royal Rumble is going to take place this next year. Yeah, I mean, John Cena, when he was at Money in the Bank, he gave this whole speech about how the UK should hold, you know, more live events. Hold, you know, it was WrestleMania specifically, he said, didn't yeah, yeah. it? And he got our hopes up. We thought, oh, we're, not, we're probably not going to get WrestleMania. Maybe we'll get the Royal Rumble because I feel like we've got, we've got arenas big enough. Um, and I honestly, I honestly well, like did we, believe that we might get it. Yeah, particularly as well, like looking at the numbers that AEW did at Wembley, which I think controversial. Was, yeah, it was seventy two thousand. Seventy two officially in the end. In the end, at AEW uh, in Wembley, so I thought we would get we would get the Royal Rumble here, but we're not. It's taking place in Tampa, Florida, which I, to some degree, like I'm, I'm of course disappointed as a UK fan, but when I look at that and I see Tampa, Florida, I think. We could get a lot of good surprises in that Royal Rumble, because Florida is where the development center is, anyways. The performance center is for WWE, so we could get a lot of new people on the roster. We get a prop, a lot of old people coming back. I don't, I don't know how centralized Florida is for or most most of the older talent, but it's one of them things where there's a lot of talent at the moment, and there's a lot of people, a lot of jobbers that aren't really doing anything, and you kind of need them to be there. But then there is a lot of talent in NXT at the moment. And whilst NXT needs superstars, it wouldn't make sense for them to come up. There's a lot of people like I'm thinking Wesley. I'm thinking of Carmelo. Um, women wise, I'm thinking of Tiffany Stratton, who are incredible athletes and probably do deserve a place on the main the main roster. Will we see them at the Royal, Royal Rumble? Is that where they'll surprise us? Yeah. There was another thing as well that I want to quickly touch on is that there was a bit of confusion this week with Edge. Uh, he was initially removed from the WWE internal roster and people thought, well, he's no longer with the WWE. Is he going to go to AEW and things like that? He already did a video a couple of weeks ago on Twitter saying, this is not the case. I'm not going to, to AEW. I don't even think I'm going to do much wrestling anymore because, of course, he's got a career outside of, of wrestling and like film and television. But he has since been put back on the internal roster, but not as an active TV performer. Yeah, I mean, he said he said on his um, Instagram video or whatever he did it on that WWE had offered him a contract. It was just him deciding if he wanted to take that contract. And I think, you know, how old is he now? He's forty, late forties, surely. Um, maybe yeah, probably late forties. Yeah. Um, you know, he's he had a very serious injury, which thought he was going to retire him. Um, he probably is just thinking, I've had a great a great final run. No, a lot's happened, but maybe this is the end now. Which yeah. would be sad, but they have to leave at some point. And why would he not leave on that massive high with that match he had with Sheamus? Yeah. Yeah, so hopefully we see Edge again soon. Hopefully, I don't think I'd like him at, like, AEW. <laughs> he wouldn't, he wouldn't go. I don't think he would. He, you know, he's he owes so much to WWE yeah. uh, and things like that. If you can watch his documentary on WWE Network about his return at the Royal Rumble a couple of years ago. It's quite inspiring. But um, one more thing I want to touch on before we actually go into the weekly show is uh, the um, Pro Wrestling Insider, I think it is, uh, named the top, the top 500 wrestlers of this year. And the top three 
being Seth Rollins. Number two, well, sorry, number one being Seth Rollins. Number two being Roman Reigns, and number three being John Moxley. The Shield. The Shield. <laughs> <laughs> the Shield. Uh, this year's uh, we're in the top ten. Sorry, the the top one hundred uh, wrestlers. Um, so that was pretty cool to see. And I don't know how you could put Roman Reigns as number two when the man does a does a well, match every I, like three months. Not even that. Two things to say to that. Number one, um, I Seth also did post something on his Twitter. Um, he posted a picture of the three of them fist like when they put their fists in the middle. Yeah. Um, just to signal like we've got all the gold. You know, we may not be the shield, but look what we've achieved. But two, I don't think I'd put Seth as number one. Like. I, there I, are some really like where's Gunther on that list? There are some yeah, really Gun, talented. Gunther's put on some really good matches. Yeah. Gunther's number four. Okay, he yeah. He comes, he comes just below John Moxley. I think it's interesting that John Moxley is number three. Is simply, I think he's a great, I think he's a great wrestler. But like all I ever see on Twitter of him is him with spaghetti in his head, with dried <laughs> pasta in his head. Yeah, I mean, I don't watch AEW and I can't talk about any of their wrestlers really. Um, but I have seen a lot about how he's always bleeding. Doesn't matter what match he's in, there's always blood. I'm glad to see that he do- he's doing the wrestling that he wants to do. Yeah, that's yeah, why he left not, WWE. And that's why he left WWE in the first place. But um, that's all the news this week, I believe. That's all the stuff that we've seen around online and things like that. Uh, so I suppose let's get into the show. Recapping Raw and SmackDown this week. Raw took place on September 11th. And SmackDown took place on September 15th. Yeah. I'm just going to help pull out the dates there because I don't know when people are going to like listen to this. Yeah. And hopefully it gives people who just who want to get back into WWE, give them an idea of, of where it's currently at and things like that. But um, Lauren, do you want to kick us off with the, uh, with the first point of this week for Monday Night Raw? Yeah, so Monday Night Raw, amazing start. Main event. Of course there's amazing start <laughs> in your eyes. Main event, Jey Uso comes out. Um, to get the party started now he's got a bit of a new look he's dyed his hair well the back of his hair that used to be red went blonde is now of course blue. you wouldn't notice that as well well what i was just gonna say is i almost spilled my tea <laughs> i was just gonna say that um i think he's a bit confused with the branding because when he was on smackdown um his branding was black with red he had red hair now he's moved to raw his branding's black with blue and he's got blue hair so do he's a bit confused about the colors that you know he's representing but yeah, he's um he kicks us off um doing a little speech. KO comes out basically saying, I don't trust you, no one in the back trusts you. Trust you. We all hate you. You're gonna have to prove yourself if you wanna join um yeah, raw, we'll raw. Join raw, yeah, <laughs> fit fit in on raw. Um, and then who else comes out though? Uh if was it Ed? oh no, it's JD was it Jamie McDonald? No, no, no. It was Judgment Day. Oh, yeah, Judgment Finn, Day. Sorry. Finn, uh, Priest and, and Dom. Dominic Mysterio. Yeah, because, of course, in the last week's uh, Monday Night Raw, when Jay made his debut, um, they, of course, wanted to uh, to try and bring Jay Uso into the bloodline. And what's the bloodline? Damn it, there's so many factions right now. <laughs> into the Day. Judgment Day. But he, he's a bit confused. Um, so, yeah, they come out... Uh, and basically make a matchup, really. Yeah, well, they offer... Because Jey Uso wants to prove his trust, I suppose, to, to KO. Well, KO was meant to fight um, Priest and Finn with Sammy. Sammy didn't show up, um, so he says, I'll fight him by himself, and Jey Uso Wait, why goes... why didn't Sammy show up? I don't know, but Is, Jey... he, is he in India still? 
Probably, yeah. Yeah. And Joe Uso goes, well, I'll I'll prove to you that you can trust me. I'll tag team with you. Um, but one thing that I wanted to mention was Jay Uso has the most insane kick. What do you call it? Super kick. Super kick. And I was I actually questioned this when we watch it. I was like, is he incredible at doing these super kicks? Or are the people he's doing it to incredible at selling the super kicks? Because he did one to Dom. I think he did one in the match um, to... I can't remember. He did one in the match to either Priest or um, Finn. Lauren, you've got, you got to shape up on these notes, darling. Come some, on. Some of the ones, you know, we've seen him do an insane one to Roman Reigns. We've seen him do it to Solo. Like Right, so this is why I think the super kick is so good. Go on. For, 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 for both Jay doing it, performing it, and people selling it. Mm-hmm. Most of the WWE superstars right now, of course, probably would have grown up watching WWE in some form or another. Whether they were diehard fans like Kevin Owens or they just watched every now and then. One of the greatest of all times, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. His, fin- his finisher was the Sweet Chin Music, which is essentially a super kick, right? Shawn Michaels was excellent at doing that week in, week out, performing that move, yeah? But Shawn Michaels is also a magnificent seller. Magnificent, magnificent, Ma- magnificent <laughs> seller. Sorry, magnificent seller. And if you go back, and, I can't, I can't say it. I can't say that word. Magnificent. Magnificent. <laughs> magnificent seller. I can't say it. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's my ear because I, I can't hear it from oh, my excuses. side. I'm just gonna blame it. But anyways, everyone grew up watching Shawn Michaels perform in some way or the other, especially when he was in a rivalry with Bret Hart. He can sell. He can sell the kick. He can also sell people's finishing moves as well. So I think I think that's where people get it from, and I think they've yeah. been they've learned throughout the years what what a good super kick looks looks like from both a giver and a receiver, uh, and I just what, think it's it looks so it good. Does look good. Every time he does it, I'm like fair. To be fair, when, like he, he, when, he, when he betrayed Roman Reigns and super kicked Roman Reigns in the face, I I honestly believe Roman Roman like oversold that to make Jay look look the way he is. Yeah. Powerful. You gotta give it to you gotta give it to Romy. It doesn't turn up mm-hmm. barely any. The guy doesn't turn up for work at all. But like when he does turn up, he's he's entertaining. Puts, Puts the effort in. The match was really good though. Really quick paced. Loads of um, you know, loads of massive moves loads going on. High flying moments. And things Jay, like that. Jay's got this um new move that he does where he does like a little a little dance little body, body shuffle. shuffle. Yeah, so I think it's like a mixture of like Jay's own spin on what The Rock used to do, in which. When he would when he would punch you a couple of times, he would go back and look at his hand and then bring it back and hit you one final time. Jay kind of does his own thing with that now, where he does a little body shuffle, looks back at his hand, and then kind of hits him because yeah. they're part of the same family anyway. But so I like that because I feel like you know Jay's character has a lot of sense of humor. Like him and Jimmy, you know, they're like a little dance and stuff. So I think it fits his character. It's nice to see. And then yeah, KO goes on and does a tornado, tornado DDT. I can't. I honestly can't speak with this yet. I'm sorry, whoever's listening to this right now. Uh, who did he do the tornado DDT to? I can't remember. <laughs> was it Finn? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, that that was perfectly executed by KO. Um, and then throughout the match, you get a bit of back and forth. Uh, but Damien gets involved. Uh, KO and Damien do this incredible spot from the top rope in which KO delivers Damien a brainbuster off the top rope. And honestly, I looked at that and was like, damn. Like, for a Monday Night Raw first match, that was really, really, um, really good to look, good to watch. I really liked Dom during the match. I think he's a really good um, addition to Judgment Day, even when he's just watching from the sidelines. Like, he obviously gets involved with, like, distractions and stuff, but he plays his... I feel like he's really coming to his own with this character. There was a moment, I think, where... 
I think he did something to Kevin. I think he may have bashed his knee in or something like that. And then he's like playing up to the crowd. He's got his tongue out. He's laughing. He's um, showing off his belt. And he's just, he's really, really come into his own with his heel character. He's really, he's a really lovely addition to I'm, them. I'm glad they, they put Dom into the Judgment Day and to a heel character simply because he was boring when he was with Ray. He was so boring. And I also think, like, when, you're, when your dad is a legend like Ray Mysterio, like, it's hard to, to kind of be on the sideline or be a ghost of a legend. And for him to go off and do his own thing and be part of what is a dominant faction in, within the WWE for the past couple months, and he's an NXT North American champion at the same time, like... He's really come into his own. And for someone who, like me, has only ever watched from the Royal Rumble this year, he has, even in that short space of time, like the last six months, he has progressed so much. You know, he used to be quite shy on the mic, struggle with it. He's so confident now, which is great. Um, You're talking about the brain busters, though. No. No. So, it's all happening. Um, And then Uso goes to kick Priest. Yes, I believe so. Priest ducks out the way. This and is Monday. We're recording yeah. this on a Sunday. Um, he goes to kick Priest, or he goes to kick Finn, one of them. They dodge out the way, and as has happened way too many times for my liking, he accidentally kicks his teammate, who in this instance is KO. This keeps happening. That's what I mean. I, it's a bit bo- It's a bit lazy. It's a bit boring yeah, you, writing, to you, be when honest. You, when you watched it, you were like, I need to have a discussion with the writers of the WWE and the creative team because it's so predictable that someone gets involved to distract someone else and they get kicked in the face and then there's this whole fiasco. Yeah. Unfortunately, Lauren, that, that's that's the WWE. That's what happens. So, yeah, um, he kicks KO... KO's on the ground and then Finn does this absolutely flying stomp from the top rope. Like the air that he got during this stomp was insane. He flew from that top rope, stomps on KO and Judgment Day get the victory. Yeah, well, I they, they should have got the victory really. Like Tag team champs. Tag team champs was maybe this second week now. Yes, yeah. second week as tag team champions. It would be really poor of the WWE to bury them this early on. But it also does make sense for it to be a tough fight considering they're fighting two ex-tag team champions. Who were the last yeah. two people to hold it? KO and Sammy? Yeah. The so. So yeah. it does make sense that it would have been a tough match. Uh, Jay and KO are getting on really well throughout the entire match. And then obviously when he kicks KO in the face... KO at the end is fuming but with him and it's like I don't trust him. It gives so. the Judgment Day an opening to continue to manipulate uh, Jey Uso and try yeah. and bring him into the Judgment Day. I mean, we might touch on this a bit more later when we get onto stuff that happened on SmackDown, but Judgment Day is still recruiting. They're still trying to recruit um, Jay yeah. and Jimmy. Um so yeah, I think we'll probably touch on yeah, that no, when we get it, onto SmackDown it's, and it's, Jimmy. It's actually like when you think about it, it's really kind of cool and creative. I say we just slated the creative team of the yeah. WWE, but like the fact that the Judgment Day are the undisputed tag team champions and they can go between Raw and SmackDown, it's kind of cool how like they're trying to recruit Jay on Raw and then they're trying to recruit Jimmy on SmackDown. Like, what are they playing at? What's the bigger picture yeah. that we're looking for here? That's know? what I want to know. What's their motives? Because, I mean, they also helped. Jimmy. So we'll talk about that when we get on to SmackDown, though, I think. Yeah, but yeah. this week's Raw was, it was kind of like, it started off really good, and then it kind of eh, like plateaued a little. Of course, Gunther is now your longest reigning intercontinental champion, and he came out and had his own celebration. 
Lauren, you said some words where it was like, Gunther looks really fit in a suit. Like, What's that <laughs> Gunther did look good. Gunther, Gunther, he did look know. good. Um, it really made me laugh that they gave Gunther a platform on the stage. Because obviously, if you paid any attention, whenever Gunther's on the mic, he stands on the announcer's table. Like, he can't speak just standing on the floor, standing on the ring. It's a, do- it's a dominance thing. Yeah, you know so I mean? in the ring, they gave him a platform so he could stand on it, which, uh, yeah, that made me laugh. But rightly deserved you know i think we spoke about this last week gunther's amazing definitely deserved honky tonk's record i i think he's i think he's worthy of being the longest reigning intercontinental champion um when i go back to some of the matches i've watched of him in the past i always go back to cash of the castle with sheamus just because like i said before i was there live but even we watched it on tv but, i showed you the the, yeah. the the premier live event and you said it was a really good match as well and i go to wrestlemania was it wrestlemania with the three-way yeah that's my next point yeah. wrestlemania with drew mcintyre and sheamus a triple threat match for the intercontinental Champion. that was also a really good match mm-hmm. um and, and some great ones with chad yeah, and now he's had some great ones with chad and it was really good to see the chad gable came out to interrupt the celebration because yeah. i thought it was going to be the end of the chad and gun for feud mm-hmm. but it's not and um, one thing i just wanted to add was obviously he's given his heel speech and you know he's being a heel and he's being like um you know everyone else's crap who's had this title before but he says something that's true and that is he has elevated this title so much like he goes you know every champion before you've done absolutely f all for this title essentially whereas he has elevated it and made it into a prestigious title and i agree with that because if you compare it to the u.s US champ title yeah, which Austin. you say they're both you say they're both mid card titles yeah. I mean Austin's done absolutely nothing for that title it still seems like like even now Ray's won it it just seems like a kind of throwaway title whereas Gunther has really added it, some I think prestige it's, I think it's because it. of the way Gunther like carries himself as yeah. a wrestler and carries the way he looks at wrestling he, he believes the mat is sacred I mean if you watch Gunther anytime he enters the ring before he steps through the ropes he wipes his feet you know what I mean like it's it's all about it's all about respecting your craft and respecting your opponent and respecting the, the title and uh, I mean Imperium just shows that in general with the whole sort of like march to the ring yeah and, they're very disciplined going, very aren't disciplined they? Uh, disciplined faction right? and I enjoy that but um, yeah Chad Gable comes out and interrupts his performance oh sorry his speech and it's, it's setting up for another. Chad Gable and Gunther Gunther match. And I think they're going to do it right, whereas I think they're going to make sure it's at a PLE. It has to be. I think... I'm so disappointed with the the last one being... If you didn't watch it, um, Chad comes out, he gets attacked, Otis comes out, he gets attacked, and Tommaso Ciampa comes out. It ends up with them having a 3v3 fight. But I think what's nice is because they've added all them elements in... For the next few weeks, you can have some feuds, which is like Imperium versus them three, without yeah. it being Chad versus them. And it's like there. separating those two, like building up the, Otis like, might fight yeah. Kaiser, for example, Champa might fight Giovanni. Which to, to be fair, go, go, sorry to interrupt you, Lauren. We don't have a lot of notes here, but that that um, that uh, three three tag team match, like that was actually really good between yeah. Imperium and, and Alpha Academy. Um, but I mean, because the they did a really cool spot at the end, where Chad Gable had uh, Giovanna Vinci in, in uh, ankle lock, and Tomas Champa had was it Ludwig Kaiser or Gunther? I can't remember. In my head, on the side of the ring, so so Chad and um, Giovanna Vinci are, are the are the, in-ring, the main performers in ring. Um, they're the legal performers. I sorry, um, and yeah, uh, Tomas Champa has Gunther or Ludwig Kaiser. 
in sort of like a cross face and he's caught sort of screaming looking over at Giovanna Vinci going don't tap don't tap and he was kind of like separating the two you know what I mean and kind of showing the dominance of Chad Gable if being left alone with someone to yeah. perform an ankle lock and of course uh, um, Giovanna Vinci taps and Alpha Academy and so on win but like like you said going back to your point they're doing it right with the builder yeah. like you're you're seeing the separation of, of Chad and Gunther to hopefully get you elevated and excited for when those two step in the ring in a sacred mat and perform a really good, yeah. really good match. I said it last week and I'll say it again. It doesn't matter what, what Chad is doing, what storyline he's in. I'm going to watch Chad Gable's performance in the ring because he's such a good wrestler. Yeah, and I think um, just something... Oh, thank you! <laughs> something I wanted to say is you've predicted how you think their final match is going to end, haven't you? I th- Yeah, I think I think now that... Um... But what, what move's going to happen... Oh, yeah, I forgot, I forgot what he calls it. What's he call it's it? It's the German suplex. Yeah, it's... Oh, I, Lauren, I need to figure out what it's called. I'm it's sorry. a German suplex. Yeah, it's a German suplex with a roll through, roll through into a pin, but it, it's like a certain name for it. God, this... I... It's called a rolling German suplex. I'm just going <laughs> to say that clearly. Um, but obviously, while Luke's Googling this... He hasn't done it to Gunther. The people... chaos theory. Okay, it's a chaos theory. Oh, Sorry. I actually have that written down somewhere. Oh, yeah, you could have helped me that a second ago. But anyways, my prediction for the final um, for the final Chad Gable versus Gunther match is that Chad Gable is going to deliver the chaos theory to Gunther and become the new Intercontinental Champion. And you think, oh, that doesn't sound creative. That sounds like a standard finish and things like that. No, the reason I'm saying this is because if you've been able to watch the last few weeks, Chad Gable has never being able to perform the Chaos Theory on Gunther, and they've teased it multiple times in matches. So in this match and the following, on the past Monday, there was a point where Chad was about to deliver the Chaos Theory to Gunther, but he couldn't lift, he didn't have enough elevation to lift him. And there was kind of like, he's not going to do it now. And that's when they had to go over and, and deliver an ankle lock to um, Giovanna Vinci and win that way. But even in the last few matches, I don't believe, in the five-minute five minute time in the match, even in the previous Intercontinental Championship match, I don't think I ever saw Chad Gable deliver the Chaos Theory. And I'm hoping that is going to be the final short, the final short to it because the Chaos Theory is a magnificent, magnificent move. I, I I'm not even going to say that word anymore. If you, can, if you don't, don't watch WWE, but you want to find out what this move is, go and watch it. I urge you to watch it because Chad Gable is a spectacular wrestler and I think it's a brilliant finishing move. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to stop drooling over that right now. Um, do we want to talk about this or move straight on to the main event? What is this point? Dom, Dom interrupts Cody. So Cody has a little saying, Dom interrupts him. JD, Madonna comes, Madonna comes yeah, out. Yeah, so I is thought he it was part of... odd. Yeah, so Cody Rhodes, is, Cody Rhodes is doing his general sort of appearance. Uh, he actually asked us what we want to talk about this week. He always asks what we want to talk about. That's his catchphrase. No, I know. What do just... you want to talk about? And then he goes... I want to talk about. No, he says, what do you want to talk about? He said, what do we want to talk about this week? He said differently. Well, Anyways, know. he said <laughs> But he's... I can't, I can't even remember the speech he was doing, to be honest. I've been so ill this week, I haven't paid attention. Yeah. But um, anyway, Don comes out, says he's happy that uh, Cody brought Jay to Raw. Um, again, we need to figure out what these ulterior motives are. Um, and then it causes a little friction and basically next week we're going to get a Dom versus Cody fight, which is quite funny because they fought before. Yeah, they, um, fought, they, they fought Money in the Money in Yeah, Bank. 
And, um, you know, there just seems to be a little thing where Cody hates Dom. Like, whenever he speaks to Judgment Day, doesn't he? He's always like, ladies, gentlemen, Dom. Like, he, he really always singles yeah, them out. It was interesting that JD accompanied Dom to the ring, considering there's been some, like, tension there between Damien Priest and a little bit of Rhea. But remember Rhea said last week, like... Rhea wants JD Rhea, in I by think the Rhea wants JD. And actually what happened was... Um, they attack Cody, Cody fights them, Cody um, has Dom, and JD saves Dom, and then he goes, doesn't he? And then um, Dom leaves JD. I must have been yeah. out of the room. But um, one thing that was really nice this week was that we actually had women main eventing every single brand on WWE yeah, this so, week. So they main evented Raw, NXT, and SmackDown, which I think is fair to say, and I'll say this in this podcast now, if you're expecting. Some recaps on NXT probably at the wrong place because we yeah. only watch it every now and then. We don't we don't follow it religiously. And we only watch it really if number one, it's an, a WWE person going to NXT, or two, we did watch that one match because everyone said it was incredible. Um, where it was the small Russian guy we watched fight. Ilya. Ilya, yeah. Yeah, I forgot um, his name. Um, we but, did watch the Great American Bash because we thought that was interesting yeah. as well. But um. Yeah, so we had Raquel versus Rhea on Raw. We had Becky versus Tiffany on NXT. And then we had um, Oscar versus Io on SmackDown. No, no, Bailey. Bailey, yes, Oscar Bailey. versus Bailey on SmackDown. I think, so. I think it's fair to say, I'm just, I'm just thinking about how to listen to this now. Like, if you're expecting a play-by-play of every single bit of a match, this isn't the podcast. Oh, no, we this, just waffle about the things we're interested this in is as like, well. This is like the too-long-didn't-read version of that. Like, if you want to quickly get up to date with what's going on in the WWE, you're in the right place. But if you're expecting technical breakdowns of every match, you're probably not going to get that. We just... And we will only talk about, really, the things... We talk we about think. what we're interested yeah. in. And, and the highlights of the show for us, you know, yeah. so... Um, but Raquel versus Rhea... Um, Probably the match that we should have had at Payback. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, like we it, it, we so we we usually talk through the show, um, and we always we we have our little like in inputs here and there. And this is the reason why I made the podcast because we're always talking throughout the show, anyways. Um, but this was the one point of the night where like we didn't say a single word to each other. We were so engrossed in this match. This was a phenomenal bout between Rhea Ripley. And, and Ricardo Rodriguez, and this should have been the payback match. It had excellent pace into it, excellent high flyer moments in it. Well, sorry, top rope moments. It just, it just, it just flowed and gelled well together. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it was always something that came next that kept my interest. Where the the match of payback was just so slow and drawn out, and it's it was like boring. it felt like a lot of effort to get from one place to the other. Like I want, I wasn't on a journey. You know what I mean? I was on a journey this Monday. This, yeah. With, with this match. Payback was boring. Um, this and, was really good. And Rhea pulled out some amazing moves. Like, Rhea, in my eyes, is not a high flyer. She doesn't do that stuff. Yeah, She's a powerhouse. Yeah, it was quite on the top row. She had two, two big moves. Um, one she, being the frog splash, which she, she delivered did. She delivered a really is, nice frog, frog splash. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Um, and that's just really unusual. You don't see her doing stuff like that. So I don't know if that's... You know, maybe her and Dom have been training because obviously Dom loves to do that move. Yeah. Um... Maybe it's a bit of training that they've put in. But, yeah, it was really interesting to see just some a bit more diversity in her moves, really. Yeah. And Raquel looked good as well. I normally I normally think Raquel's quite an average fighter. Um, some of her moves... Wrestler. I, wrestler, wrestler. Sorry, wrestler. wrestler. Um, I think some of her moves are a bit... Um, 
like they're not particularly fluid they don't flow you can see she's having to think about what she's doing before she does it um but actually i thought she looked really good as well the whole fight was entertaining it was one of the better women's fights we've seen this year um and it's just kind of a shame that it ended rubbish <laughs> Yeah, so uh, like I said, there was a it was a good week for 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 the sort of wrestling like WWE. Um, you know, you had the merge with Endeavor and things like that, but we had a few big returns too. So the first one of this week being that Nia Jax has returned to Monday Night Raw, and she is um, she's filling up uh, helping fill up the uh, women's roster. Yeah, so she interrupted the fight. Um, she interrupted the match, and it was weird because she interrupted the match. She took out Raquel. For Rhea to allow Rhea to win. Yeah. And then she got into the ring and Rhea was a bit like, ooh, um, like, why are you here? And then she took out Rhea as well. So, so I don't know what her point was. So is she just trying to show herself as I dominant? Have quite, I have quite uh, strong opinions of this. One, because I'm not the biggest fan of Nia Jax. I think she's an incredibly dangerous wrestler. Um, and, that's, uh, and that's rich coming from someone who's never been in a ring before and never been in a wrestling match. But from what I've watched, I, you know... She's of course good enough at we can say good enough. She's of course, she's of course a prestigious wrestler to be in the WWE. Like that is the, the biggest platform of them all, right? But for me, I watch her and I get I get worried for her opponents. And when she delivered the Samoan drop to Raquel Rodriguez on the mat outside the ring, like you gotta remember, like this this mat is really, really thin. There's nothing to it. I look painful, I look powerful. Um and then to go into um Go into the ring and like deliver a bonsai drop from the top rope onto Rhea Ripley. She also stepped on it before stepped that. Stepped on it before her. Like she, like she held that step. Like it just all it just the the creative the creative way of delivering this was wrong. Okay, um, I can understand getting involved. Uh, you know, with with Raquel slamming Raquel and then delivering Rhea the win because you are right. I want to go and target now, Rhea Ripley. She's the person I want to fight for the for the world heavyweight champion. But then to go in the ring and target Rhea with no provocation, with no like, with no way of being provoked. Like, what are you doing? You've like, you're squ you're squashing these two. But you you what momentum are you getting for that? Like, oh, I just squashed these two. What do I do now? I'm just gonna go and fight them. Like, there's no storyline building there for me. But I think the whole way it was delivered was incredibly strange. It, was, it looked dangerous from from both aspects. Um, I would urge anyone to who thinks I'm speaking out of term here. Go and watch Stevie Richards' wrestling analysis on YouTube. Um, he did a video about it. He analyzes the performance of wrestlers in matches, and he breaks down Nia Jax's return to WWE in about twelve minutes long. And watch that; you'll see how dangerous Nia Jax performed on Raquel and Rhea. Yeah, there's going to be women in the back going, "I don't want to. I don't want to wrestle with Nia." Mm. Like, you? Why would you take the risk on delivering such a dangerous bonsai drop to your world champion? Who is who is on on both Raw and SmackDown and every Premier League Premier Live event week in week out? Yeah. Like I feel it sounds like I'm being harsh, but just just I urge you to go watch that. Like I think she's a dangerous wrestler. I wasn't excited when she first made the appearance before she even put a move on someone. Um, yeah, for me it it was supposed to be an exciting return, but I'm I just it was lackluster for me. I, I it felt wrong. Like it didn't feel it didn't feel right. It would have been better if she she delivered the small small drop to Raquel. Uh, Rhea pins Raquel, then Nia gets in the ring and does a face to face with Rhea. That would have been better. Yeah. Th now I can see that. Just going in, squashing those two people in a match, 
it doesn't work. It doesn't fit for me as a viewer. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I went on a rant there. But obviously, Nia Jax is, um, you know, a relative in the bloodline. And she wasn't on- the only distant relative to the bloodline that returned this week, was yeah, she, Yeah, so... Um, uh, oh, before, before we got to before we get to that, oh no, we'll do it after. We'll do it after. So we're going to move on to SmackDown. That that is kind of raw. What did you want to do? No, I, I was going to talk about NXT quickly. I was going to talk about Becky Lynch and NXT, but we can do that after. But we'll move on to we we'll to SmackDown. So that was raw. Uh, raw was yeah, it's kind of average. The crowd though, crowd great this week. Yeah, good crowd. Crowd great. But on SmackDown, and if you're a headphone user, I turn this down. Finally. The Rock has returned to WWE. I just wanted to do that. I thought you were gonna you were gonna do his um. If you smell yeah. what the Rock is, I, I, I can't hear myself in my right ear. I hope that sounded good. I'm sorry if you were in headphones, by the way. But the Rock returned to SmackDown this week, and a surprise. Well, we say it was a surprise. Can I? Of... Can I? Can I just just want to butt in? Oh, okay, just want to butt in. So. Um, I've been watching WWE since the Royal Rumble, and um, a, a couple of weeks ago, just when before have you been payback. Wa- like, how long have you been watching? Six wrestling? months. Oh, since when? Six months. No, since when? Since Royal Rumble. Oh, you haven't mentioned it twice. All right. <laughs> and just before payback, I turned to Luke and I said, I think The Rock's going to come back. And he said to me, no, not a chance. He's far too big for it. He doesn't care about WWE. And it kind of started when Grayson Waller and him had a little thing on Twitter. And I was like, I think he's going to come back. Now, I I was convinced he was going to come at payback and interfere um, with one of the matches there. I was wrong. But he has come back, so I'm I'm a bit smug about it because I've been calling he it. He told you. I, I did tell you. I did, I did say he was going to come back. Is he going to come back and stay? No, absolutely not. <laughs> but, <laughs> absolutely not. But it's nice he returns, you know. It, I, I just want to say, quite funny. Like I said earlier, we we have to watch. We usually watch Raw and SmackDown like the morning of the next day, so we watch it on a sat- Saturday morning. Um, <laughs> I woke up to Lauren waking me up in bed, going, "Look, look, we need to watch SmackDown." I was like, "Oh, we need to watch SmackDown." Come on, get out of bed. Like, what? Like, why do I need to get out of bed? Like, it's early in the morning, so it's SmackDown. Uh, and she was like, do not touch your phone. Do not go on social media. Do not. I, I, I like, three messages. I didn't even look at my phone. And it's three messages of Lauren shouting at me, do not go on social media. And, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that... because I ruined it for myself. Yeah. I got up in the morning, I yeah. went on Twitter, and it was all over my Twitter. <laughs> the wrong returns. Like, just nudge me. We have to watch SmackDown. It's I've like Christmas up, morning. I've been up for an hour at this point, and I was like, I just, I, I don't want to get him up. I, everything's been ruined for me. I need to actually watch what happens, but yeah. But yeah, we, we should have somewhat called it because we did see, uh, we did see on Twitter that uh, he was, The Rock was on Pat McAfee's show, sort of t- saying that, um, you know. Well, did you see what he said on there? He said that. I was about to say that, but go ahead. He said that a match had been confirmed for WrestleMania 39 between him and Roman. And yeah. obviously, it never happened. It, it was uh, it was like on a handshake deal. A handshake deal, and it never happened. The exact same way the McDonald's brothers, was McDonald's, for a handshake deal. <laughs> but why did it not happen? Was that his choice? I haven't watched the podcast, so I can't. Or the sh- whatever show is it? A show he does. Pat, my, my yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched it, so I don't know what was said. But he said it was confirmed, and it never went through. Well, you know, Cody was up was on the rise as well, and yeah, yeah Cody's more of a done deal than The Rock. You know, what I mean, with him being. 
Hollywood and all that kind of stuff. So I, I didn't mean, see it. I didn't see it coming. But I think it was a really good way to bring The Rock back. And so it was Pat McAvee, I think, started the show. Yeah. He sort of, you know, he's getting his cheer because he's back as, you know, all that kind of stuff. Also, well, he was, he was, he was... Recording his show in the same in, city yeah, same as city. Uh, SmackDown. So he was like, oh, it was an hour drive before it came Yeah, I thought I'd come down and say hello. Austin Theory comes down and interrupts him. And, and sort of, because Austin Theory's motto is, welcome to Austin Theory Live rather than SmackDown. And he's like, wait, what did you say? Is It's Austin Theory's show? No, it's the people's show. And then all of a sudden you hear, just a bell. Yeah. And the pop. <laughs> and the pop is huge. Insane. I mean, no one gets a crowd going like The Rock did. He had, you know, what do you have him shouting? Yeah, was, you are, you are an, an asshole. asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he had half the, half the crowd going, you, you are, are, and the other one going, an asshole. And Ted's oh awesome my God. Going. And but, he had him do it the other way round. It was, yeah. But we spoke about this. We spoke about Austin Theory being like a big, big star in the next few years. I, I saw on Twitter as well that. Austin Theory's been in the ring with some absolute legends. Cena, Stone, Stone Cold. Is yeah, so he's been stunned by Stone Cold. He's been F five by Brock Lesnar. He's been given the Attitude Adjustment by John Cena. Now he's been given the People's Elbow by The Rock. That goes to and, and, and Vince McMahon said he was going to be the future of WWE. What what the hell is going on with Austin Theory? Why is it that this man is such a plain Jane, but he's got all these stars on him? Because even with that, even with all that going on, I thought he did hold his own in the ring. But there's one point where he told the crowd to shut up, and he said it. He literally went like, "And you shut up." And there was like so much yeah, disbelief in his voice. There was no anger. It was like yeah. so plainly said. Yeah, that's where he's failing. That's where he's yeah. failing. I do feel like maybe we'd be better as a babyface, but hopefully. Chris the Rock now, no disrespect to the Rock, he did feel he did look, and his movements made him feel quite old in that ring. I felt watching him. What? How, Which what I think is interesting as a, as someone who, and I'll say it again for the fifth time, Lauren's only been watching since around the twenty twenty. God, that's just so annoying. <laughs> for someone who is like not been watching it for long, to to see The Rock for the first time in probably even that, or you've seen some of the old stuff that yeah. The Rock did and some of the old old uh, pay per views we watch, but like for you to say that, I think it's extremely noticeable. Yeah, I mean, I'd really really like The Rock to potentially. I don't think he's going to stay right now. I wouldn't mind if, you know, in a few months' time, maybe around WrestleMania time, he came back and did a bit of a storyline. But I don't think he will. And I think... I don't think he will um, be able to put on a good show if he did. You know, we... I don't there's know, a lot of, I there's disagree. A lot of room, I think he would be able to put on a really good show. Sorry, I interrupted there's a lot of There's a lot of rumours people are suggesting, and I don't think this is going to happen, but a lot of rumours going around going, Roman versus... Um, the Rock at WrestleMania, you know, they, they think that the Ro Roman versus The Rock will be a match. And I honestly don't think that would be a good match, in my opinion. I think that Roman's a really slow fighter as he is. The Rock doesn't have the fitness, as much as he'd want it, doesn't have the fitness level he used to. And I think that would be an incredibly slow match. And I really think it would be quite a boring match as well. I just don't think, I don't think they'd be able to put on a good match together. I disagree with everything you just said. I, I, I disagree. You said, you said that, yes, I, okay, I agree that Roman is a slow wrestler, but it's, it's a journey. He's taking you on a journey, right? The Rock doesn't have the fitness level. Who are you talking well, no, about? No, 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 sorry, sorry. So, obviously, The Who Rock. Who are you no, no. talking about, the Rock, Warren? The Rock, The Rock, he is fit. 
he is in shape. Like I, I. You know, he takes that. a gym everywhere he goes with him. Yeah, but did you see him doing his his little signature? Sh- what's it called? Shoulder thing. The people's elbow, the people's Lauren. Elbow. Get with the times. The people's elbow. It was very slow. Because that's the point. No, but I've seen him do it when he was younger in the Attitude Era, and it wasn't like that. You know, he can't shake his hips. He doesn't have the mobility as much. I I personally think. I'm looking at Lauren with disgust right now. By the way. Look! Look! How how old is the Rock? Fifty something. I don't know. How old Shane McMahon? Similar age, yeah? Oh, yeah. Look what happened when Shane McMahon returned. He jumped, no one was around him, busted his knee. Like, we can't help that these people, as they get older, their fitness levels go down. They can't move like they used to. And yes, The Rock is fit. He is ten times fitter than I'll ever be. Like, he could beat me at a race, 100%. But... I don't even know why you pull that sentence together. That's stupid. That's a stupid (laughs) thought. But I just don't think he would be able to put on... And as incredible a performance. Like, let's look at like someone like Edge, for example. We need to go watch we need to go back and watch Icon versus Icon two, yeah. I think it was, when it was like John Cena versus The Rock. But I have I have seen people saying what if Survivor series was a Legends V current ones? Um so you'd have like John Cena versus someone, the Rock versus someone, like that could be a cool Survivor series. Who else did you have in there? I don't know, what, I just Edge? Saw, well no Randy I'm, Orton. The, the suggestions, the person who put out this suggestion put out them two examples. But I just thought it was a good idea. I saw, I saw going back to the WrestleMania thing, I saw... Because WrestleMania is a two-night two event now. Oh, I saw this. I saw when it was The Rock versus Roman Reigns and Cody versus John Cena. Winners. And the, and the winners would go on to face each other at night two. So you'd have Roman Reigns defeats The Rock... Cody defeats John Cena, they're in the main event of night two, and Cody gets to finish the story. Finish the story. Finish the story. But I'm also expecting, if Cody Rhodes is not in this year's main event at WrestleMania and wins the uh, WWE champion off Roman Reigns, my man is doing a pipe bomb the next day on Monday Night Raw. He's going to do a CM Punk, he's going to cross his legs, he's going to sit down the ring and say, this is a fucking disgrace, I want out of here. I think it's really sad that we're going to have to wait till WrestleMania for any of this to happen. The next time that Roman Reigns... It's is, called captivation, Lauren. Well, the next time that Roman Reigns um, is confirmed for TV is the 27th of October, which is around about six weeks away. And and his next and, title defence is November, Yeah. apparently. and That's a disgrace. I'm sorry, he's a disgrace of a champion. It's boring. I don't care, honestly. The, the His championship belt that he now has... Don't really care about that. It holds nothing. And I think it's really sad that Cody has to wait this long to finish this story. He probably doesn't even want to finish the story anymore. He probably doesn't care. He'd probably be happy going... He's probably put the book in the bin. He probably thinks, I'll just go get Seth's title. Like, what's the point? I don't need the title. He doesn't need the title. He seems to beat Roman. I just think that it's boring. Again, we always, we always sit here and talk about nostalgia and things like that. But, like, going back to... The Attitude Era, going back to the Ruthless Aggression Era and things like that. The, the, the title meant something. It was getting changed almost every pay-per-view. Or, like, it would get changed on a random Raw or a random SmackDown. And you'd be shocked. You'd be sat there in your seat going, I did not expect that. Now I sit here and I see Roman Reigns and I go... And I'm reading, he's not doing his next title defence until November 27th. He's, he's not a fucking boxer. He's not a yeah. fucking UFC fighter. And he doesn't need seven months of training. He's a professional wrestler and get in the ring and do any move he wants. And if you compare it to Gunther, for example, um, 
you know, Gunther's just broken the record to be the longest reigning intercontinental champion. And I think it's 400 and something days. That is reasonable. That's just over a year. Like, fair enough. Like, I'm I, can mind. I can deal with that. I can deal with can someone deal with around it. a champion for just over a year. But he fought almost every PLE, almost every Raw. He'll and be he's put up some in spectacular some matches, some memorable yeah. matches. Whereas Roman has been for over three years now. That is such a long amount of time, over three years, and he's barely fighting it. It's just boring. I, d- I literally don't care about I think, Roman. I think he's defended his title once since WrestleMania this year. That's once. pathetic. I know he's put on some big matches, so he's obviously fought... Like, there was um him and Soto versus the Usos as well, which wasn't a title match. And yeah, I think he's done it's that. been some good moments. But it's, it's just boring. I don't really care about think, him anymore. I mean, you've got to respect the man that he's been able to get in his contract that he doesn't have to do as many shows as everyone else. You know what I mean? And he doesn't have to do as many matches. I can respect that. Like, but he needs to lose the title. But but yeah, but like you're you're devaluing the you're de- you're devaluing the WWE Championship at the same time you're doing this. I in my in my view, and I'm just tired of like, okay, the, there's there's a point where like storylines like they should be long. You should get invested in them. But this is just dragging out now. You know what I mean? And there's so many other people on that roster that deserve a title. I I still think. I would still love to see Drew McIntyre have that championship around his waist again in a time where there's an audience. Because the last time he was a WWE champion was in the COVID era where there was no one around. They were just fighting in an empty warehouse. Sorry, mm-hmm. fighting, wrestling in the US. We've got to stop saying fighting because they're not fighters, they're wrestlers. So even though Roman wasn't on, wasn't on the show, he was still mentioned many a times um, when we had bits with Jimmy and Solo and Paul Heyman. So one thing that was really interesting is um, Paul Heyman confirmed when talking to Solo that Jimmy is not in the bloodline. Jimmy thinks he is. Jimmy has outwardly said, I'm in the bloodline. I never said I was leaving. I'm in the bloodline. Um, And Paul Heyman goes, he may be in the bloodline, i.e. we've got the same blood, but he's not in the bloodline. Um, And it also, there was um, a bit where... Um, Solo wanted to go and do something and Paul Heyman kept saying, we haven't had the orders, we can't do it. And he kept repeating that to Solo. Um, And I think that goes to show kind of like how much power Roman still has. Um, You know, we thought at one point that Solo might be becoming the next tribal chief, that Solo might go against him, but it still kind of goes to show that Roman's still ruling it, even though we haven't seen him. He's still ruling it from afar. He's still ruling it over the phone with, um, with Heyman. Um, and, he's some, and, and, and WWE creators think that's somewhat enough of Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, what a joke. But yeah, Jimmy comes out um, at SmackDown. His music's still awful. Um, and we see a fight. We see a fight between him and sounds, he. <laughs> sorry, it just sounds like the Adams family every time. I, d- I hate the it. The first bit. It just sounds like the Adams it's family. It's so shit. Um, Jimmy comes out and we have a fight. Um, going over from last week, we have a fight. Um, him and AJ. Now, I think this is really interesting because the fight itself was good, but it's where this fight is going to lead to. Because AJ, being the phenomenal one that he is, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's history between him and Roman. Mm-hmm. And I think this is gearing up to an AJ versus Roman. I think that PLE that Roman's coming back for is it going to be a him and AJ fight do you think yeah 100% I think he's fighting AJ I don't know who else he'd be fighting I think we're gonna see Jimmy versus AJ we're gonna see Solo versus AJ um there was apparently a dark match after which was Solo um and Jimmy versus AJ and 
Cena. No. Yeah, it was, it was AJ and John Cena. Because this all happened during the Grayson Water effect, which was the last... Yes. Last bit of the, the and so the I line. think we'll see. I think we'll see that um, double like uh, what called tag team, um, and I think what will happen is they can't beat AJ, and so Roman will have to come back, and Roman will have to be like, well, you guys couldn't do the job, so I'm gonna have to do the job, and I reckon that first PLE that we see Roman back, it's gonna be Roman versus AJ. Well, if that is the case, Lauren, I will bet you a thousand pound right now easily and comfortably that if it's AJ versus Roman for the title AJ's not winning it <laughs> Luke I could take that bet do you want to take any, that risk no no I could take that bet with any person that Roman is not losing it this year Roman's and, and, not losing and, that and, title in 2023 and the fact that we're sat here comfortably saying that and, and, and comfortably willing to let go of money like that like that just goes to show how, how meaningless Roman Reigns' title streak has got has become yeah. like we sat here going on, we, we don't give a shit. Do you know where he could lose it? Which I think would be interesting. He's only losing at WrestleMania and he's only losing but I just want to, I, I guarantee he loses it's a rock and it's like we need to keep him in the right line. I want to put out a theory. What, and this isn't a theory, this is just a wild little dream world suggestion. What if he lost it at the Royal Rumble? And then enters the Royal Rumble and wins it. No, 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 no. no. So he has a fight against someone at the Royal Rumble and loses it. And so... The person who wins the Royal Rumble isn't going up against Roman at WrestleMania. They're going up against someone else. And he's not even around for WrestleMania. I can see him taking a lot of time off. And WrestleMania gives us, you know, not the Roman Reigns show. They, they want to showcase some other athletes and we don't see him. Mm. The only other time he could lose it apart from WrestleMania is the Royal Rumble. And what if they just go, let's have a, an insane surprise... Let's make him lose it, yeah. and let's just not have him feature at all in the rest in WrestleMania this year. He can have a break. He deserves. Well, he doesn't deserve some time off because he's always got time off. Do you know what? Do you know what? It could. It could be just. Yeah, he could. He could lose it. Yeah, and then I don't know who, who, whoever wins it, and then do you know who goes on to win the Royal Rumble? Gunther. Nah, Carlito. <laughs> <laughs> Where is Carlito? Apparently he's signed, but he's not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Carlito, a spin fits people don't want to be cool. Um, so just one thing to kind of add to that is Judgment Day, one of their motors, because obviously we saw him speak to Jay on Raw and then they also speak to Jimmy and Finn has a chat with Jimmy and he goes, you know, we were speaking to Jay, um, you know, we, we think he might join Judgment Day. It'd be great if you did too. Best thing about Judgment Day is there's no leaders. We're all equal. And then he goes, actually, the best thing is there's no Roman Reigns. And Jimmy... He doesn't look too convinced, but you can see there's definitely something where he's listening. He's he's alert to it. What what are Judgment Day trying to achieve here? Do they actually want the Usos to join? Do they want to get in between the Usos? Are they trying to get into their heads? Like, are ooh, just had a thought. Are they trying to weaken the bloodline to the weakest to get the Usos on their team so Damien can cash in his briefcase on Roman? Is oh that God, their plan? The yeah, your money in the I just thought that. Like, are they trying to get the Usos on side so they'll join the team to leave, you know, maybe they'll then try solo as well to leave um, Roman as vulnerable as possible so Mr. Well, send your money in the bank can cash in his briefcase. Is that what they're trying to do? I want to know what, what's your what's your opinion on their motives. I think that's a really good motive. To be fair, mm-hmm. I just I just I've had such a bad week with this year. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgot that he's the senior money in the bank and that he even holds it because they have all the titles right now. I'm not even. I'm not they even have all the that. gold. 
No, I think it's I think it's a really good theory, Lauren, but I just I just think it's not gonna be a that creative. I'm sorry, I don't think it is. I think it's gonna be a typical build up of Cody and Roman at, at WrestleMania. But what do you think Rock Judgment involved, Day's motives or... are? So like just aside the ju- from that, the judgment why day do they want run the Usos? Monday Night Raw. The judgment day want to run the WWE. Why do they want the Usos? Do they want the Usos to actually join? Do they when they're talking to them and they're asking them to join? Do they actually want them to join? Are they trying to get yeah, in their heads? It's a good point because I feel like if if Jay turned around and was like, "Yeah, I'll join you," they'd be like, "What the fuck are we do now?" Yeah, like do they actually want them to join? Do they actually want them to be on their team so they've got more backup? They're even more powerful. It is a really good theory, Lauren. It's a week to to stream the bloodline of anyone. Because mm. uh, so- Solo is just a, a madman anyways, he, you know what I mean? So, and so you, you're not going to get through to him. Well, Solo doesn't really listen to Paul Heyman, so why is he going to listen? He's not going to listen to the Judgment Day, right? So as the enforcer of the bloodline, you're never going to get him on side. But if you can get Jimmy and Jay, you know, his brother, his brothers, and you have a strong faction like the Judgment Day, yeah, stream, stream off the bloodline completely, leaves Roman open uh, to be cashed in on. Mm-hmm. That would be that would be a huge shock. Would that I be, would be would I be mad at that? I would be in love with that idea. Uh, but I will I will preface it and say that I don't really like Cody and I don't think he needs to finish the story. So I would love the idea that Damien would cash in and Damien would be the one to get Roman. Yeah, it'd be interesting to what other people what other people's thoughts are. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening, follow us on all social medias. Let us know your thoughts. Um, before we end, I want to quickly touch. Uh, we missed it because, like we said, we don't watch NXT a lot. But Becky Lynch is now the NXT Women's Champion. She is now a Grand Slam Women's Champion. Yeah, it's she's really, really nice to see that she finally... Like, she didn't need it. You know, she's been all the WWE champions. But it's nice to see that she did manage yeah, to she get said, back She said it. to Tiffany Stratton on, on Raw, because I, I, they kind of had to make up a story quite fast because there hasn't been any build-up for this. But, well, there has, because she came to the PLE, didn't she? Yeah, well, she... Th- that's what it was. That's, that was the reason, right? It was like, yeah. Becky was like, you've come and watched my matches. You've been keeping an eye on me. So, you know, you've got my attention. Now I'm keeping my eye on you. And and she was almost like, Tiffany, if you want to mess with the man, then you're going to have to wrestle the man. And, yeah, Becky, Becky's now your NXT. But you know what's good? It's good for NXT. Yeah, I was about to say, we haven't watched the match, but I've heard that it's amazing. And I've heard that, obviously, Tiffany Stratton was a very highly regarded wrestler anyway. I've heard this has elevated her massively. Like, she looks insane in the match. So T- I think we need to go watch it and just to see. Tiffany Stratton is this era's Trish Stratus without the... <laughs> yeah, with, same name. <laughs> without the, you know, all the shitty stuff the WWE used to do back in the day. Like, she is a proper performer with, you know, a proper character... Yeah. yeah, she she's got a bright future as well, and that's why we should watch it next year. We just never have a time to. Yeah. You know, but um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I think we end ended there. So hopefully that gives you a recap of what happened in this week's Raw and SmackDown and some of the news. Um, if you did enjoy this podcast, please do leave us a rating on Spotify and be sure to follow us on all social medias. Uh, well, Instagram and TikTok are on the moment at at Heel Jobber Podcast. Uh, yeah, on Instagram and TikTok. Um, but other than that, thank you for listening and we'll be back next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>